0: ML Nation, episode 466.
1: Just have fun because if you have fun, you'll do more. When you do more, you'll make more. And when you make more, you have more fun. So just start having fun.
0: Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey MLM Nation, it's Simon Chan. If you feel overwhelmed or lack consistency, we have free resources on our website, mlmnation.com, on how to defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency. Just head over to mlmnation.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. I am fired up to bring our special guest today. We're gonna talk about building online. We got Brian Cook. Hey Brian, are you ready to make it happen?
1: Man, I'm fired up. Let's go. Let's go make some magic happen, Simon.
0: Let's make the magic happen. So, don't know who Brian Cook is? Brian Cook is a former US Marine and a police officer before he got started in network marketing. He's built online for 10 years and has set records for two separate companies in terms of launching and recruitments. He's currently a top recruiter in his company. He wants to help the profession, the network marketing profession transition from the old school way of doing network marketing to building successful businesses using Facebook and Instagram. So Brian, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but take us back. How did you get started in network marketing? Who introduced you? How did you join?
1: Well, it's, it's actually a funny story. I was a police officer in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'd never been prospected. I didn't even know what network marketing was. I mean, I, was, I didn't know you could build a business from your home and make a full-time income. So I was just doing the police thing, you know, giving back, helping my community. In 2000, I was involved in a really bad shooting, almost lost my life. My partner was killed. And I sat back and I thought, if this is the way life is supposed to be, this sucks. Well, again, I didn't know Simon, so I just prayed to anything that would listen, to trees, to God, to whatever. I'm like, send me a sign, send me some help. Uh, I then met my girlfriend, now my wife. She got started in a direct sales company on accident. You know, hey, come over to my friend's party and you can try some products out kind of deal. She got started and again I still wasn't a believer but I watched her for about 9 months and I thought there might be something to this because her other path was to be a doctor she was a semester away from her PhD and she is going to be a child psychologist and I thought I found myself a sugar mama and I was going to she's going to take care of me and then she said I'm going to do this little side business this little side hustle 9 months later she earns a trip to the Bahamas. I see 700 other people having the time of their life and I'm like, I got to get into one of these. So my wife then girlfriend was actually my first sponsor into a health and nutritional company and I just followed the system. You know, back this is back in 2005. You remember Simon, we had DVDs, we were all excited about the DVDs and the the magazines and we didn't have all this cool online stuff. And just followed the system, replaced my income in about 16 months and then we Packed up like the Beverly Hillbillies and moved to Los Angeles. Been full-time for ever
0: since. Wow. Wow. So uh, what was the system? So you said you were very coachable. You followed the system. Back then, what was the system?
1: The system was pretty much face-to-face. So if I could get somebody's name and number and give them a tool, which back then was the DVD, I'd give them 24 hours to watch the DVD, follow up until I either got my DVD back or, or signed them up.
0: Hmm. I think you mentioned an important thing. You got the DVD back. A lot of people yeah. give out tools. you don't go get it back. Right. Why, why is that important?
1: Well, because there's no value for, in free. So if you let them keep the DVD, there's no value and they're not going to have any urgency to watch it. So it's also a good follow-up tactic is look, I paid money for this. I'm going to let you borrow this and watch it and see if there's something this, that excites you, but I got to get it back. So I'll give it to you. If you promise, you'll give it back. It just caused that urgency of people to watch it.
0: Good stuff. Um, now, What was your turning point, a big aha moment in the business where things really took off for you?
1: Yeah, I started blogging in 2010, and I think it was about the same time that we were kind of getting over our MySpace time and moving into the Facebook time of how involved people were getting online, how they were communicating differently, and now how you can market to them and get eyeballs on you versus going to a coffee shop and hopefully to meet one person. Now you could, you know, market to hundreds, if not thousands of people get them into a funnel and nurture them through a funnel and get people buying that you didn't even know, which got me really fired up. I'm like, okay, there's something to this. I don't have to leave the house to build my home-based business. Hmm.
0: So what was this um, – let's talk about the systems. So how you went from like the DVD system to what type of system? Like sending them an online video system? What did you use? Yep. Yeah,
1: so then we did the uh, the online presentation. You know, back then, you could get somebody to sit through a 50-minute presentation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was the system. You know, you make a contact. Maybe you uh, do some cold market and you say, you know, if I could – Set your presentation that might help you in your perceived situation. Would you, you know, spend the time to watch it? So that's the system we moved through from DVD was to online presentations.
0: You said back then people could watch a fifty-minute uh, presentation. How long should a presentation be now, like an online video? What's a good length? What people don't get bored and still you know it? there's a, there's
1: a, a few different philosophies on it. They say that the the human has attention span of about four seconds. So the idea is obviously to grab them, but they, you know, there's two schools of thought. The right people will watch a long presentation. The right people will still read a long sales form, and then. But we live in the world of thumbing up, right? Thumbing up through our Facebook feed and thumbing up through Instagram. So if you, I think if you can get the right people to click on, and they you're saying the right information, I think you can do a thirty, still a thirty minute presentation, because the right people are going to stick through that, and and literally. Get to the end, but now those numbers are only about four percent of people that go that point. But I think if you get your message out there in three to five minutes, and then get them into something else where they're consuming more information, that to me is the ideal way.
0: Yeah, because so a short three to four minute video get them interested, peaked. And then send them the 30-minute presentation. I think because if you initially send a a long presentation, people – I mean, I don't know about you. When people send me videos, the first thing I look at is how long it is.
1: Right. Right. Me too.
0: If it's long, I'm not going to watch it. If it's five minutes, maybe. I'll give it two minutes and then I'll watch more. But if it's like a 40-minute presentation, I'll save it for some other day. And that day never happens.
1: Right. Right. I agree. But, yeah, if you give them some good value up front and get them in, I agree.
0: What, um, this is actually my favorite question., uh, what is your worst, worst moment in network marketing to the point where most people will quit? And maybe you even had doubts, but you stayed in there, and that's why you are where you are today.
1: yeah, I've you know, I like what you said in your profile, you know, be weird and do the opposite of what people are doing. So uh, I moved to Los Angeles, and I didn't have a warm market there. So I was calling or I was connecting. So I was getting thirty real estate agents a day to say, yeah, I would take a look at your deal. And I remember going to walking to my wife's office and I I had tears in my eyes. I had been rejected probably about 50 times that day. And I walked back to my wife's office and I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. And she turned to me and she said, you better put your big boy panties on because you're the only other thing you can do is go to apply to be a police officer again. And it was just kind of that down moment. It was like she just hit slap me with that reality, Simon. Of, of I either do this and make this work or I go back to, you know, carrying a gun and and being a police officer again. It was that wake up call. But it was you know that was a, a low but it was also a high at the same time because it slapped reality back into my my head.
0: What was what did you say to yourself? What like how would you make it work? What what was the self-talk after your wife said that?
1: You know the self-talk was is you know this is not personal. Not everybody sees what I'm going to see. It's it's you know it went back to one of my first mentors said Brian the only thing that you can control is your attitude. And your activity that's all you can control in your business so work on your attitude do the activity everything will work out so I just said to myself you know what I got knocked down I gotta get back up I gotta take the hits you know success re- requires you know uh, well let me back up success requires speed it also su- success requires you to get back up. It it requires you to go through the punches and take the hits and fight through. And I just knew I didn't want to be a cop again. I just knew that I didn't want to do anything else again. The biggest form of me helping people was through network marketing. And I had to realize why I was doing this, going back to our why, and just get back on the horse, get back charging forward and help the people that wanted help.
0: Good stuff. Hey, uh, so let's transition a little bit, changing gears. Uh, let's talk about online. I know you've been building online for quite some time. Uh, what are some strategies in terms mm-hmm. of Instagram that you can share? Building online with Instagram.
1: You know, Instagram's a—it's a different world. Most of us are used to Facebook, where we scroll. Instagram is just visual mostly, so you've got to use the tactics of the ads on either the story ads or the swipe up ads where people going to take that step so you got 15 seconds and story ads and you know you can run them together you just again as a short video you want to get some good content out there so they can consume it so you you're doing that trust you're building that trust factor by sharing your story being authentic being the real person because people only want to join you when they know love and trust you so you got to create that relationship with your audience you gotta know who your target audience is a lot of network marketers do or use the spaghetti method, you know, let's recruit everybody and throw them against the wall and see who sticks. The idea, most networkers don't even know who their perfect client is. They don't even have it detailed down to a business avatar. You know, they don't know what their client does for fun. They don't know if they have kids. You've got to have a specific person that you're looking for, your ideal business partner. And that's when you do your target marketing. That's who you want to go after. And then you've got to start using... Insights, and a lot of people might even know, don't know, is that Instagram is owned by Facebook, and you run all your ads through your Facebook ads manager. You can target people very specifically. Anybody that's ever clicked on an Instagram ad, you can continue to target them. You can target them through Facebook. You can put a pixel on your Facebook page, or on your your, your page, and you can continue to target people. You can If they watched a, a video for three seconds, you can target them. If they watched it all the way up to a minute. You got to keep getting eyeballs on yourself. You got to keep doing what you're doing, Simon. You got to keep bringing content to the masses, so you're offering that value instead of just spamming your your feed with your product pictures. That is just—I just, I, I just want to shake people when they do that because that doesn't do any good. We're sold to up to 200 times a day, and these network marketers get fired up and they put a picture of their fra- favorite product, and we we have all become numb to that, and it just. We've got to work smarter as a profession, as a network marketing profession, and teach people how to use these social media tools, how to use Instagram, as we started talking about. What kind of ads are going to grab people's attention? What are you going to say to get people to swipe up? You know, what kind of teaser information so people want more? What are you going to give away for free? You know, Simon, you've got your DMO, which is awesome to, you know, build that trust to give people value. What's that golden carrot that people would pay for, but you're going to give them away for free? You just got to think different than just as just... Just spam everywhere with your products or your opportunity, and it drives me crazy, Simon. When people put up the post or on Instagram looking for five more people to help
0: today, (laughs) no, you're not. You're looking to help yourself. Yeah, so true. Hey, um, you are very specific in terms of in terms of content. Uh, You talk about avatar, right? Most people would just say, I'm going to just get anyone, right? So you know what you're doing just just to teach people what an avatar is in terms of target audience. I'm going to ask you some questions. Tell me about your avatar, your target audience.
1: Okay, my avatar is 32 to 45 years old, uh, a mother of kids, college educated that likes to travel for fun, and she's married and normally is college educated. I don't worry about the college education too much. And I target income levels at $100,000 plus a year. Uh, My target market, I named Michelle because that's my wife because she's part of my target market. Why is that target market? My target market, uh, women have a better work ethic and they don't tend to lie. They don't tend to say, hey, I'm going to go blow this up and not do anything. And then I just know moms that that are stay-at-home moms that have kids, they have a huge why. They want to continue to stay home with their kids. They want to provide for their family, and they normally want to add to the husband's income. And there's a lot of drivers there. So that's my target, and I name it Michelle. And every content that I create and put online is directed towards Michelle.
0: That's awesome. Hey, thank you for giving that uh, example. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, what's your target market? Um, uh, Moms from 20 to 50. (laughs) Right. 20 to 50, there's a big difference between a 25-year-old mom and a 45-year-old mom. Right. right. For your target market, how old are the kids normally?
1: Uh, I like kids that are between are under the age of 10. If I can get them between 2 and 7 in the exact target, you know, they still got to be attended to. 10-year-olds are normally going to school. You got a 2-year-old, you got a 7-year-old. One might be going to school, and they'd be raising the other one full-time as a full-time mom.
0: Yeah. Really good. Thank you for bringing that out. I think it's so important, ML Nation, because – you know when talk about Brian talks about whether it's ads or content, writing a content for a mom that has kids in high school is way that the the mom that has two kids in high school way different issues yeah. than one with two kids that are in elementary school or the two toddlers, total different world, different challenges. The mom of the toddler, she's probably not sleeping much. She's uh, you know nonstop diapers, running around. The teenager one probably less, but she's worried about more about the kids' future education, his friends. So, total, and you know, at least she doesn't need to feed these two kids, right? So, total different things. So, Brian is so specific, and that allows him to create content that speaks to that target audience and Michelle. So, and I think um, a tip would be what's a good way to find a good target market? I guess to find your ideal down, downline, right? What's a good downline you have? I think most of your downlines would be a lot of Michelle's.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my serious business builders are Michelle's.
0: What about people who feel like, well, if I'm being so specific, I'm going to miss out on everyone? What would you say to that? Well,
1: you're not going to miss out on everyone because you're going to have cross-pollination of your content. So if you're doing Facebook Lives, you know, I'm a guy and a lot of times I'll bring my toddler in. There's other stay-at-home dads. There's going to be people that still reach out. It's just who your ideal client is. I'm not going to turn people away unless they just don't fit for what I'm looking for. Um, that's a whole nother sub- subject of being the CEO of your business, but you're going to get cross pollination. Not everybody that you run an ad at, uh, is going to fit your target market. And also normally when I'm doing my Facebook lives on my fan page, uh, you're going to have all different types of people that come in there. So Normally I'm talking towards Michelle, but I'll talk about myself too, stay-at-home dad, you know, with my kids. I'll have my kid with me. So there's going to be other people, but it's just not my specific – if I'm going to spend money on advertisement, Simon, that's who I'm, I'm targeting specifically.
0: Yeah, and uh, just like Brian mentioned, just because he's targeting Michelle doesn't all, doesn't mean every Michelle will join. It right. also doesn't mean that every guy, a father, won't join him. right. So because there's different parts of like the father, the father could have two kids, could relate to that content as well. So um, do you do anything else? Uh, What about non ads, the organic? What uh, advice could you give?
1: Yeah, you know, we live in. So Facebook came out and said that 80 percent all content consumed by the end of 2018 is going to be video. So that says to me, you should be going live. (laughs) And I actually have a, a, a marketing group where I teach people how to market themselves And one of the challenges is go live for 90 days. And and the reason behind that is that's what people are consuming. It's what people want to watch. If you plan on being a leader in your company, you're going to be on stage. This helps you speak to an audience. It also helps you map out three bullet points to get out there. And you know, people are like, well, I know people are thinking, what do I talk about? You tell your story. That's all you do. You're telling your story. You're unique from everybody else. And again, you're building that like, love and trust factor. So when you share your story and you're vulnerable and you say things like, look, this is my first one. I'm nervous. I'm scared. People can relate with that. And we've just, you know, whether we like it or not, Simon, that's the world, the way the world's going. I mean, you're we're here on Skype. You're going to Facebook Live. It's what people want to consume. So I don't know why you would want to do what people don't want to consume.
0: Absolutely. Hey, um. Speaking about where we're going, what 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 gets you excited about network marketing? What do you see this profession headed to?
1: You know, I think that the profession is is uh, this might seem weird, but I think it's becoming more regulated, which I think is a good thing because we had the the company shut down in the last few years and heavy fines burden out there, and we're becoming more customer based, and I like that because to me, it's it's more of a a true business model where people can focus on customers and you know people ask me a question or I ask my new people what would you rather have a thousand customers or a thousand distributors and my answer is a thousand customers every single day because customers love your products and they continue to buy it and they stick around and that's true residual income versus somebody has something in their life and they're a business partner and they feel guilty and they go in the, the uh, witness protection program and you never hear from them again me I I'm, I'm a definitely a, a big advocate in customers and truly giving them that great customer experience and getting them products that they love and want to continue to use over and over again.
0: In your uh, time in network marketing. So what's been your most proudest moment?
1: Hmm, I think we uh, when we launched my well my proudest moment my wife and I did something really strange. We started in two different companies and we worked two different network marketing businesses in Uh, in, in the same home, which at the time doesn't seem difficult, but when you've got two, you know, four sets of conferences, you know, two or three separate trips, you know, you've got events here, events there, you're just being pulled different ways. So we'd actually both had missed out on trips because the other company had something going on. My proudest moment was June 1st, 2015, when my wife and I joined forces and launched a new company together and set the records for the biggest launch and the most people brought on. That was my proudest moment to actually work hand in hand with my wife.
0: Wow, that is that is very very cool. Um, out of curiosity, when you and your wife are doing two separate companies, how does it work? How does it like? <laughs> it, well, well, why why though? Why is it because of different passion for interests of products? And then how does it not avoid conflict? Because like, uh,
1: you know, it, the, the so she started in a skincare company that was ninety eight percent women. So I just didn't fit into that company. And then I started health and nutrition. So it was very hard to keep it separate because I couldn't, I didn't want to cross recruit and she didn't want to cross recruit, right? You didn't want to cross that that barrier there. So we had to keep it very black and white. And it, you know, goes into the difficult time as even when you're going out to dinner and you got a great waiter or waitress, you're flipping the coin to who's going to prospect her, right? Who's going to get the phone number? So it was just something that we at the time thought was normal, um, but it's not normal. So we just had to keep it black and white. We had lots of sacrifice. We had two different – you know, we we had an older uh, boy at the time, so he pretty much took care of himself. So we just worked completely separately, and then I would go to her events and not talk about my business. I would just say I'm the supportive husband. She'd come to my events and do the same thing. But it was very hard because people were always asking you – hey, my husband uh, wants to join your husband's team. And as you know, Simon, not everybody has the work ethic to do this. And it it never, ever worked out when a husband came and joined my team. It just never worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So you just had to be black and white with it. That's just not what we do. We don't cross-pollinate and we work two separate companies.
0: Very, very unique. I can definitely see. Yeah, June 1st, 2015, that was the big day. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, ML Nation, here's something cool for you, and it's free. Now, I know that you know you should be working on your income-producing activities every day, but do you ever wonder how many prospects you need to reach out to every day or how many you need to invite an actual follow-up in order to earn a full-time income or how many times you should be posting on social media? Now you know those answers and what to do and how many people you need to reach out to with your free DMO cheat sheet that will keep you on track every day. Now, not only can you print it out and put it next to you, but we made it even easier for you. We made it so that it's a wallpaper for your phone, because I know you're building your business with your phone, so that anytime you pick up your phone, you'll look at your DMO cheat sheet, it's right there, and it will remind you of what you need to do and keep you focused. Go get your free DMO Cheat Sheet. Just go to mlnation.com for your free download. Again, just go to mlnation.com and get your DMO Cheat Sheet. Hey, uh, you've been awesome, Brian. Thank you so much. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. So these, these can be quick answers. Uh, the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you?
1: Uh, uh, T. Harv Eckert, how you do anything is how you do everything.
0: Mm, I love that. It's a good one. What is one habit that's helped you become successful?
1: Uh, Habit is consistency. Doing the same thing every single day, not getting bored with it, but just doing the same thing. Consistency is my favorite habit.
0: What is the best piece of advice you ever received?
1: Oh, I love this one. So the best piece of advice before I launched the company, the owner said, all I want you to do is have fun. And and I that's not what I was thinking. He's like, just have fun because if you have fun, you'll do more. When you do more, you'll make more. When you make more, you have more fun. So just start having fun.
0: There you go. Have fun. Um, right now, your favorite prospecting tool. If someone's interested, a qualified prospect, do you send them to an online video or do you do Zoom? What do you like to use? Or you add them to a Facebook group. What do you use?
1: I send them through a funnel.
0: And sort of funnel? What? Just have videos and different things. Yep.
1: Got videos of me and my wife and you know, doing the work, the heavy lifting for it. So we send all our traffic right through a uh, MLM network marketing funnel.
0: Very good. How long did it take you to build that funnel?
1: Uh, probably took about 80 hours.
0: 80 hours. And I'm sure it's a constant, always constantly improving it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is a favorite, since you've been online, this would be a cool question. Uh, would you have a favorite online resource, like, you know, aside from the Dropbox, Evernote, but, or favorite app you like that you could recommend?
1: I, I do I absolutely love ClickFunnels uh, because we've got our train we got our onboarding training in there we've got our prospecting in there we've got um, our coaching program in there we've got uh, our, anything that we do we do through ClickFunnels so that's my absolute favorite tool.
0: What is one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation?
1: I love uh, Gary Vanderchuk's um, Jab 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 Right Hook. And I also love his new book, Crushing It, and Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson.
0: A lot of online stuff. I love it. And um, here's the last question. You ready? I'm ready. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you're like an alien that went to another planet. You didn't know Michelle. (laughs) You didn't know your wife. You didn't know any friends. Your contact list was zero. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch?
1: From scratch? I would build a funnel, and I would target cold market.
0: Uh, It's just running ads on Facebook. Uh,
1: No, I would. Well, I would would actually. So I'll give you a little secret here. Um, I would use Indeed and I would run uh, people looking for a job would be coming through my funnel.
0: Got it. Very cool. Um, As we wrap up, Brian, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you?
1: Yeah, we got to take care of each other. You know, you look at the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, even though they're all on different teams, they take care of each other. We've got to take each care of each other in th- this profession. we got to cheer each other on. We've got to act like professionals and and just have fun with this and go and show people that this is the best way to create an income from home. And the easiest way to get a hold of me is on my fan page on Facebook, and that's Brian Patrick Cook.
0: Hey ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging out with Brian Cook. So keep up the momentum, go to MLNation.com, go to the podcast section, just look for Brian, B-R-I-A-N, and the show notes or the nuggets of wisdom and Brian's contact info will be right there. In order to be successful, Brian, you must in life, in the marketing, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, Ryan, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you.
1: God bless you, too. Take care.
0: Hey, ML Nation. Thanks to our guest for a great show today. And now it's your turn. Now, before we go to the recap, remember, unless you take consistent action on what you just learned, it's useless, and you have basically wasted your time and our time. You need to take action. And if you feel overwhelmed or struggle with consistency, head over to our website, mlnation.com, and we have free resources that will help you defeat overwhelm, take action, and create consistency. Just head over to mlnation.com. Hey, ML Nation, it's Simon Chan with a quick recap and review of a great show from Brian Cook. Really good stuff, right? Talking about the target audience. Well, before we can get to that, it sort of starts off with following the system. Follow the system. Brian became pretty successful. For 16 months, I uh, was able to go full-time. Follow the system, with DVD. And one of the things is, no one of my aha moments is free has no value. When you give something away for free, there's no value because people don't treat it. Right? When things are so cheap, free, people don't have value. So get it, if you give out a DVD, and this is something I used to do all the time, when I, especially when I was building out in Asia and also in the Los Angeles area, was if I gave out a tool, i always do get it back right get it back and if people ask you why it's so cheap cheap i would just say hey you know because i've you the one that you i gave you is the one of the last ones and i have five other people that are looking for that tool i may need it tomorrow so i need that tool back i need that dvd back getting that urgency either people won't watch it or they always wonder like hey what was that What was that dvd that simon wanted back they'll create that urgency really important so that's what brian did he said you either got the dvd back or they'll get a sign up so there's no value in free he followed our system and the system eventually evolved to online presentation and we talk about online presentation the the initial one's got to be short it got to be t- someone three to five minutes get people excited and only like four or five percent people will be interested to learn more that's when you send them to the a longer presentation and as someone who's serious can watch a longer presentation, right? But initial presentation got to be short, peaked at their interest and know that most people won't. And Brian shared about one of his worst moments when he got down, he had 50 no's. Know that number one, right, most people won't join. And number two, when they say no, when 95, 96% of people say no, it's not personal. And the only thing you can control, you can't control what people think, but you, what you can control is your attitude, and your activity, you can control your attitude and activity. Those are the two things that can turn uh, turn your business around, and that's how you keep going. Success requires the punches, the up and downs, the up and down, the entrepreneurial roller coaster. But know that when you're down, you can always control, you can always control your attitude and your activity. Um, Brian shared about Instagram and know about your target audience, right? It, that's what it is. It's like be especially with. Uh, online with the Facebook, Instagram, be specific. You got to be specific in who you're trying to target because when you know who you're trying to talk to, you specific in your mind, how old they are, how many kids, what they like to do for fun. You can create content that's a lot, lot more relatable, relates to them. So you got to be specific with your content. Um, going live, you know, the importance of going live now. People love live videos and just share your story. If you don't know what to say, just share your story. Talk about why you're doing what you're doing. Be vulnerable. Don't worry about your worst. You know, your worst Facebook lives, they inspire people. Here's the end. Your worst moments are the raw materials for your, for your future success. They inspire people. Just like hey, look at this person. Even they're so bad, but they're still willing to do something that inspires them to learn more and makes you real. We live in a world that people like real. Um, Brian talked about the indes- the professions, going more towards customer focused, and also talking about the importance of consistency, habits, right? You got to be consistent. And by the way, if you're struggling with consistency, our uh, DMO Chichi will help you out. Go to mlmission.com, forward slash DMO. It's a free download. You can put it on your phone. You can put it in front of you. It would actually be a wallpaper on your phone. It's actually pretty cool. It would definitely help you out a lot. So, go to mlmission.com forward slash DMO. And last two things is how you do anything is how you do everything and that's just about integrity and character right and have fun have fun last word by brian i love it we got to take care of each other we're all in the same profession doesn't matter what company you are hey the Other network-rocking distributors leaders are not our our enemies in competition. Our competition is the distractions out there that prevent people from being interested in what we're doing. That is our competition. We really got to hold hands and support each other because we're all in an awesome profession. Hey, MLM Nation, thank you for listening. Thanks again to Brian Cook. Go to MLNation.com, go to the podcast, and look for Brian Cook, C-O-O-K, connect with him. And uh, thank you for listening. Hey, I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession, And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.